Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Not So Humble Bradcast. This is episode number six. We are recording this on February the 15th of 2024. I have absolutely no idea how we're halfway through February already, considering the year just started. It's going to be one of those years again, folks, I can tell already. Everybody has given me a lot of tremendous positive feedback on the first five episodes, all of which are available right now. Go back and listen to them. Also coming to YouTube, the CKCC Video YouTube channel. I will start putting these episodes up there as well. Another way for you to listen if you don't like the whole podcast format, if you're not into the Spotify or the iTunes or whatever. So I'm just going to keep giving you guys lots of ways to listen here. My guest this week on the Not So Humble broadcast is the first of what I hope will be many interviews with someone local to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the town I currently live in. He is a longtime wrestling fan and one of the most loyal fans we have at Three Legacies Wrestling, which you guys know I am the main commentator for. Please welcome to the Not So Humble broadcast, my friend, Michael Wade. How are you doing, my friend? What's that going on, PayPal's? Michael Wade live here with Chris O'Mealy, the voice of 3LW, here on the Not So Humble broadcast. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. That's what I like to hear, all that energy, right off the bat. All right, so you and I have the connection as we are both longtime pro wrestling fans. Your wrestling fandom goes all the way back to 1980. So let's turn the clock back. How did young Showing Michael my Wade... age. <laughs> <laughs> Showing your age a little bit. That's okay. Let's turn the clock back and discuss how did Michael Wade first become a wrestling fan? Well, like I said, it was 1980. It was back when Bob Backlund was the WWF champion. And, you know, we didn't really have the NWA or the AWA on TV back at that time. I'm around here. So it was just basically WWF. So Bob Backlund was the champion. Hulk Hogan was a heel managed by Freddie Blassie. Feuding with a face, Andre the Giant. We're talking about the tail end part of the feud between teacher and student Bruno San Martino and Larry Zabisco. And we're talking about the year where one of my first favorite tag teams won the tag team championship, Tony Garea and Rick Martel, defeating the Wild Samoans for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Oh, man, there's a tag team I haven't thought about in a long time. Do you remember your first official memory of wrestling, like the first show you ever watched or the first match you ever saw? Just basically watching it on TV, watching it on uh, the cable channel Prism for the Philadelphia Spectrum Wrestling. If you remember that, Chris O'Malley. I do not. I grew up in North Jersey, so I did not get Philadelphia television, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, there used to be a cable channel that was based in Philly called Prism, and they used to show matches from the Philadelphia Spectrum. So we're going back to old-time WWF. This is actually pre-Vince McMahon Jr. You started watching when Vince Sr. was still in charge. So Bob Backlund was the guy back then. Were you a Bob Backlund fan? Oh, yes, I was. Now... Yeah, he might have been a little bit humble on the microphone and stuff like that, but he left it all in the ring. That guy left it all in the ring, and he was beating guys that on paper people would think would have a chance taking the title from him. I mean, he had a 
matches against Hogan. He had matches against Sergeant Slaughter, Blackjack Mulligan. He even uh, defeated uh, Big John Studd, if you remember him. I do remember Big John Studd. Yes. Big John Studd came to WWF around 82, and he was managed by Blasty for a little while before Bobby Heenan took over. So who were some of your favorites growing up other than Bob Backlund? But it was definitely just WWF. There was uh, Andre the Giant, Rocky Johnson, Tony Atlas. I liked that tag team as well. Too bad they didn't like the, that tag team. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Ivan Putski was another one. And then all of a sudden, we did start getting the other wrestling coming in, like late 84, early 85, with like Georgia and the Crockett promotion. And one person I actually identified with the most has to be the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Ah, so you, see, you were a Dusty Rhodes guy. I never guy. had the body of a Hulk Hogan. <laughs> sure, I would cheer on Hogan and stuff, but I was more of a Dusty Rhodes guy. Yeah, Dusty, one of the all-time greats, one of my personal favorites. Dusty's one of those wrestlers I started to appreciate a lot more as I got older and got smarter with wrestling, you know, getting into the business and learning the ins and outs of it. And that's how I kind of learned just how brilliant Dusty Rhodes was, not just in the ring, but behind the scenes, too. Oh, yes. And uh, just the way he actually cared about the fans and entertaining the peoples, that's where I got that love of wanting to entertain and show love to the peoples from Dusty Rhodes right there. What was the yeah. first live event you ever attended? Well, so far, I've only attended... Uh, Indie promotions. There was a promotion back in uh, 2003. I forget the name of it, but there was a promotion that was that uh, now defunct uh, Lancaster Brunswick um, Hotel. It's now a Holiday Inn, and uh, it was a promotion that actually had, uh, believe it or not, still competing at the time was Nikolai Volkov. I believe then, it. I worked with Nikolai Volkov in 2005 when I was just a a young whippersnapper uh, ring announcer for World Star Wrestling. In fact, I think that was the promotion. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Johnny Glitter was the one that was running World Star Wrestling in 2003. He probably still had his partnership with Afa, if I remember the timeline correctly. Right. I believe that was the promotion. There was a... And I wouldn't know who was playing uh, Doink the Clown in 2003, but there was a person playing Doink the Clown back then. I've actually known a few people who have the rights to play Doink the Clown on the independent wrestling scene. Probably not the same guy I knew, but they're more common than you realize. And uh, I believe, who else was on that card? Uh, the Metal Maniac, if you remember him. Yeah, he's been known to be... Uh, well-known figure on the independent scene and he had like many a matches with uh jimmy superfly snooker in the independent scenes him and uh superfly snooker was uh very close friends so you've been watching since 1980 we're now currently recording in 2024 in your opinion what was the best era of professional wrestling so far in your life I would definitely have to say maybe uh, when I first watched 
Uh, I think every era kind of has its own uh, good thing about it, you know, Chris. Back when I first watched it, you know, they were doing the TV cars in uh, Hamburg and Allentown. And that's when they had the legendary Joe McHugh as one of the ring announcers. And another legendary uh, ring announcer back then was actually Gary Michael Capetta. Uh, I love Gary Michael Capetta. What a great yes. guy. I've interacted with him a couple of times. Very nice guy. Always treated me very professionally. He actually thanked me for following him on uh, Facebook and all that stuff. I never did get to read his book and stuff. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'd love to read his book, too, actually. Okay, so we've established your, your real love for professional wrestling. So we've talked about the eras. Let's talk a little bit about moving into some of the, the modern era of professional wrestling. Who would you say are some of your favorite wrestlers to watch today? Oh, definitely uh, L.A. Knight's one. Cody, fearing he's the son of Dusty. Of course. Uh, Roman Reigns, I'm anxious to see him finally get beat. <laughs> As well as uh, another guy I want to see get beat, uh, Gunther, I think is a little overrated for me. Ah, uh, you're not a Gunther guy, huh? I'm not a Gunther guy. Okay. But uh, that takes care of WWE. Of course, I'm sticking with Mox for AEW. Mox and Sammy Guerrero, or Guevara, whatever his name is. Guevara, yep. I know who you're talking about. Yes, and of course, uh, Jericho. I've been entertained by him since his WCW days. So you've seen quite a lot of promotions come and go. When you started watching, AWA and NWA were around. You got to see the rise and fall of WCW, ECW. Nowadays, nowadays, uh, TNA. TNA just returned. Yeah. So have you always been the WWF, WWE guy, or... Are you starting to branch out now more into other promotions? Well, uh, until they started coming into uh, our living rooms, I was a WWE guy at first until the other promotions started airing, like the Crockett promotion. I was definitely there 605 every Saturday night watching it on TBS when they had the Saturday night show on TBS with uh, Tony Giovanni and David Crockett, one of my f- original favorite commentary teams. And I'm even branching out today with, uh, you know, Major League Wrestling, being on YouTube. Uh, There's a promotion in Memphis today headed by uh, Dustin Five Star that's on every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And in fact, uh, Dustin Star and uh, Ricardo Rodriguez were actually in developmental together. So you're kind of watching... A lot of those guys sort of grow up and flesh out onto their own. That has to be a really cool feeling. Oh, yes. I've seen the N- the current NWA product, the one that uh, the guy from Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, now. Billy Corrigan, NWA Billy Power Corrigan, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, and it's supposed to be now on the CW app. but Yeah, so wrestling is cr- pretty much growing quite a ways here. Do you have an all-time favorite match that you can think of? Well, I would have to say one of my favorites that I keep talking about. Everybody talks about their favorite WrestleMania match. Definitely one of mine from WrestleMania 3 was Steamboat versus Randy Savage 
from WrestleMania three. Yes, one of my all-time favorite matches as well. One of the real and then classics. Another one that actually involves Steamboat was in nineteen eighty nine when he and Ric Flair had a feud over the NWA championship. Yes. My for- favorite match was the two out of three fall match they had on Clash of the Champions in eighty nine. It actually aired the same day as WrestleMania five. And that was what, another favorite of mine. So, yeah, Steamboat actually dominates some of my favorite matches. How about tag teams? Any favorite tag teams in wrestling? Definitely the Road Warriors. Uh, and like I said, uh, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson was one of my favorites. The Steiners. I was big into the Freebirds as well. I was actually big into some of the heels growing up, too. Ah, so you like the heels. Who are some of the best ones? Like, uh, for me, growing up, uh, first, I liked Morocco because of uh, him and Pedro Morales actually put on uh, great feuds over the Intercontinental title in the early days of that championship. And plus, uh, him and Snooker had that great feud in 83. I liked Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. I mentioned the Freebirds. And today, I would have to say, when we get into uh, Three Legacies stuff, I will say I admire the ring work of both Tarzan Duran and J.S. Hawthorne. Ah, yes. The Tarzanian Devil and the Thespian. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit more about Three Legacies Wrestling in the second half of this interview. What are your thoughts on women's wrestling today? Oh, my goodness. I have seen that grow very much from... Back when I was first watching, you know, especially when Moolah and Wendy Richter was uh, wrestling in the 80s, I've seen that women's wrestling grow to new heights over the years. I think if anything's improved in wrestling the most, it has to be women's wrestling. Do you feel that women today in wrestling could be presented on equal ground as the men? They should be already. I like that answer. I they agree They should with be you. already. I agree with you, sir. 100%. I mean, if if they're not on equal grounds with the men already, something's wrong. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know Rhea Ripley could beat me up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was telling people, uh, you know, when I first saw uh, the spiteful brute uh, Harleen Lopez, if you like the Ronda Rouseys or the Camilles or the Jane Cargills of the world, you will love... uh, the spiteful brute Harleen Lopez. Yes, Harleen Lopez, tremendous talent. I tell everybody, keep an eye on her. She's going to have a big career. Oh, yes, and I happen to see that she does MMA as well. All right, here's a question I love to ask every wrestling fan. Do you have a favorite title belt design? There have been so many throughout history, so many different titles, but I always feel like everybody's got a favorite design. For me, it was always the Winged Eagle WWF World Championship, I just always found that belt to be very nice, very classy. It was kind of a simple design, but very elegant at the same time. Any belt designs stick out for you? Well, here's one that people don't talk about too much. Are you familiar with what Big Green is? I have heard of Big Green, but I can't... That is actually the WWF Championship Bob Backlund debuted on Roger's Corner back in uh, WWE. In 83, it was him, the Iron Sheik, and Hogan that wore that championship before they 
changed designs during Hogan's reign. Okay. But that was one that I actually liked. I also uh, liked uh, the Big Gold when it first came out in 86. The Big Gold Belt. That's still a timeless design, too. Yes, that was the NWA championship when Ric Flair introduced that. And then last question about the wrestling fandom side of things. You don't have to give a specific answer and try to impress me, I promise. Who is your favorite announcer in wrestling? Be it commentator, ring announcer, or even backstage interviewer. Well, uh, I did like Gorilla Monsoon. Like I said earlier, I was a fan of the team of David Crockett and Tony Giovanni. J.R. and the King was good. But I don't think anybody's going to beat uh, Chris O'Mealy and Joey Image anytime soon. Oh, stop. Stop. You don't have to brown nose. <laughs> Appreciate it, though. Folks, we're talking to Michael Wade here on the Not So Humble Bradcast. When we come back, we're going to discuss Michael Wade live and how that show helped transition Michael Wade into becoming a fan of Three Legacies Wrestling. Don't go anywhere. The Not So Humble Bradcast will be right back. Do you feel like your voice doesn't matter? Does it feel like our leaders aren't listening? Participating in politics shouldn't be this difficult. Future is Now Coalition is here to fundamentally change politics and restore democracy, making it more transparent, accessible, and inclusive. To learn more about our mission and get involved with the movement, find us at futureisorg on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and X, or visit our website, futureis.org. That's futureis.org. When you're done with this wonderful podcast, I have a few others I think you should check out. This time with me. Hi, my name is Jeff Trollitz. Are you a fan of the paranormal? I am. In fact, I am a paranormal investigator. On my bi-weekly show, Real Paranormal Talk, I'll talk about some of my favorite haunted locations. Sometimes I talk aliens, sometimes I talk cryptids, and sometimes I'll even bring you along on an investigation. Not a fan of the paranormal? That's okay. What about music? When was the last time you sat down and listened to an entire album from start to finish? On ranking tracks, I do that and more. I'll give you my thoughts on each song and rank them in my personal opinion from worst to best. And once a month on Reviews by Jeff, I'll give you a mostly spoiler-free review of a movie. Sometimes a new movie out in theaters, others on the classic movie I recently watched. All this and more right here on CKCC Radio. Professional wrestling is a phenomenon that can be found all over the world. Some companies claim to be number one. Some companies claim to make an impact. Some companies claim to be elite. But in this giant world of professional wrestling, there is only one alpha. The AWO, the Alpha Wrestling Organization. Now you can read all about the AWO by visiting Amazon and picking up a copy of AWO Big Time Players Episode 1, The Beginning of Change. You can also find AWO Big Time Players Episode 2 and AWO Big Time Players Episode 3. Be on the lookout for future AWO titles. The world needs change. And that change is the AWO. The Alpha Wrestling Organization.
The Not So Humble Bradcast is back on the air talking to Michael Wade, loyal fan of Three Legacies Wrestling, the promotion here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, I do commentary for. I am the play-by-play announcer with my partner, Joey Image, who does color commentary. Joe and I actually go all the way back to 2005, so we're approaching 20 years of friendship, which is terrifying to think about, but again, we're, we're all kind of showing our ages here. So, Michael Wade is one of our loyal Three Legacies Wrestling fans. This is actually how we met, of course. You've been coming to Three Legacies Wrestling shows. I believe you said your first show was in May. May of 2023. Yes, back at the Fiesta show. Okay. So when yeah, did you... Yeah, that was when uh, the franchise Shane Douglas was a special guest there. Yes. I, I love that, too, because he had a quick match, and as soon as he won, he rolled out of the ring and went over to sign autographs, and I always thought that was a boss move. Oh, yeah, and he was very cool to talk to and everything. Yeah, he really was. Very professional guy. When did you first discover Three Legacies Wrestling here in Lancaster? Like, what was the moment when you realized, hey, wrestling made a return to Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Well, actually, it was two months before the Fiesta show, but I and I would have loved to come to the March show that year, but... Lo and behold, it wound up being on a week where I had to get my thyroid taken out. So I couldn't go to that card. I didn't want to show up with all the stitches and stuff. Oh, understandable. Around my neck. So I actually waited until May. And when uh, they had uh, the card at the Brightside Opportunity Center. And I instantly fell in love with the promotion right when I got in the door. I think Jason Blade offered me his autograph. Uh, for 10 bucks, bucks that night, I got to meet like uh, J.S. Hawthorne and Tarzan Duran. But one of the guys that actually made me feel welcome the most there, Chris, was actually a guy that's known in Three Legacies as the Party Boy Mikey Austin. That's right, Party Boy Mikey Austin, who's made several appearances for Three Legacies Wrestling. Uh, we'll talk about him a little more coming down the line here. So I've got the results from the Fiesta show right in front of me. This, of course, Michael Wade's first 3LW show. You got to see a pre-show match between Jason Blade and Ethan Promise. Ethan Promise, of course, just made another appearance in Three Legacies Wrestling. Yes, in the 3LW Tag Team Championship Tournament. That's right. You were there for the first singles match in 3LW between Zoe Cannon and Journey Burke. Tell us about that one. Oh, my goodness. Well, believe it or not, I consider Zoe one of my friends because we've gotten to be friends uh, by my coming to the cards and stuff. And she is just an adorable young lady. you got to admire her, her uh, demeanor, especially when she is with the fans and stuff, you know? Absolutely. She is great people's. She's another one. Uh, I want everybody to keep an eye out for Zoe Cannon. She's going to have a very bright future in professional wrestling. And I can say the same thing about Journey Burke as well. The law of attraction. You know, lawyer by day, wrestler by night. Like it's that hard. Yeah, but uh, we all want to see Zoe do a little better than her. (laughs) (laughs) You want to see Zoe extract a little bit of revenge for that hurt shoulder, don't you? Oh, yes. I was actually watching the replay of uh, Icebreaker on uh, YouTube, and it was kind of sad watching that match again with how uh, Zoe, 
He was getting dominated in that match. So tell us a little bit about the Three Legacies Wrestling Champion currently as we record this, Bro Keller. Are you a fan oh, of Bro? Oh, everybody loves Bro. <laughs> everybody loves Bro, man. You got to admire a guy that acts like a champion, you know, in and outside of the ring, you know? Are you worried that he's not going to be champ for much longer, though? I almost thought we were going to see a cash in the past couple cards at Three Legacies from J.S. Hawthorne. He's waiting for his opportunity. Were oh, you... yeah, because I was noticing he was on commentary with uh, you and Joey up there at Millersville, and I actually saw him run from the commentary table to come down to ringside with his uh, trophy and everything. We'll see what's going to happen there. Were you able to make it to the first Red Rose Rumble in August? Yes, I was. Oh, my goodness. If I never get to WrestleMania, that that would be my WrestleMania moment, the Red Rose Rumble right there. Really, really fun night overall. What was your uh, favorite match from the Red Rose Rumble? Oh, everybody was into the no-holds-barred match with Ricardo and uh, Kevin Murphy. You liked watching Kevin Murphy get his comeuppance? Oh, yeah, especially when uh, Joel had enough. <laughs> Joel Worski. Oh, Joel, yes, the personal ring announcer. He'd had, he had seen enough. You are right about that. But I was going to say, you're not one of Kevin Murphy's fans, are you? Definitely not. <laughs> so let it be known, folks, Michael Wade is not on the side of money and muscles. Definitely not. Definitely wasn't a fan of what uh, Al Snook did at Damage Control. That's for sure. Al Snook was bought. Money talks, man. Money talks. Yeah, well, Kevin Murphy wouldn't have enough money to buy me out. <laughs> well, you never know. Let's talk about one of my favorite tag teams in Three Legacies Wrestling, South Philly's Finest. Oh, yeah. They are building a great fan base there. Even though they're heels and... Especially Jimmy Conway shows disregard for the fans. Fans are still cheering these guys. But they didn't bring the gabagool. No, but they bring that smelly powder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But one thing I got to say is uh, on Microwave Live, I've actually uh, helped promote uh, Jimmy Conway's uh, music. If you're familiar that Jimmy Conway is a music artist as yes, well. Yes, he is. And a darn good one. I kind of like that his tunes are about love of family instead of love of materialistic things, you know? That's right. Well, he's a good Italian just like me. He knows uh, Oh yeah. He knows that family comes first. There you go. Yes. Uh, real quick. Not going, wrong with the love of a family. Nah, nothing at all. Real quick, going back to the Red Rose Rumble. Did you like the Red Rose Rumble itself? Oh, yes. That was a great event. The Red Rose Rumble match, J.S. Hawthorne, victorious, number one contender. Yes, I was kind of rooting for uh, Harleen Lopez to actually win that. And you got to be impressed. She was one of the final three, I believe, in that. How did you feel about J.S. Hawthorne giving her a little smooch before he eliminated her? <laughs> that would be J.S. Hawthorne. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would not be surprised of that. I mean, if you remember that Ring the Bells match he had with Gene Paul LeMiserab. Oh, one of, you mean one of the greatest matches of all time? Oh, yes. 
Hey, that folks, old mime thing with the flaming table and the gun and everything. That's on YouTube, by the way, folks. Go check it out. J.S. Hawthorne versus Jean-Paul Les Miserables from December, yeah, December 16th. Ring the bells. Three Legacies Wrestling. One of the greatest matches you'll ever see. One of the most violent matches you'll ever see. Oh, yes. You've made it to almost every show since your first one. You know, we understand. Back in May. Yeah, you, not a, you can't make it to all the shows. We understand that. But throughout your time as a Three Legacies Wrestling fan, what would you say has been your favorite match so far? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, definitely... Um... One that's up there is, I said about Ricardo and Kevin Murphy at Red Rose Rumble. I know uh, multi-man matches have been great. I know back at Damage Control, also on the Three Legacies YouTube page, by the way. Check that one out. But anyway, the one with Andy Hedder, R1, and Tarzan the Ran was a good one. Yes, got a lot of positive feedback from that match. And I was like, uh, you know, definitely I was walked up to Andy Header after damage control and said, dude, you got to come back. <laughs> and lo and behold, he was back at uh, Ring the Bells in another multi-man match. Yeah, Andy Header and I go back a number of years. That was the first time I'd ever met R1, though. Very impressive. Yeah, there was a list that just came out with uh, 200 wrestlers to watch. And there was two names on the list that I recognized from uh, Three Legacy. One was Andy Herder, and the other one was uh, Stan Stiles. That's right, Stan Stiles, head of the dessert table. Yes. Of course, he was getting on me because I was saying jo- Zoe was going to whoop him that night at Damage Control. but Zoe did whoop <laughs> him that night did. at Damage Control. So Yes. So you have your very own show on Facebook Live called Michael Wade Live. It started yes, I've off. I've been doing that since May 2021, actually. Okay. So for a while, you were just trying to be a positive influence on the community and motivate people. But you actually transitioned the show over to kind of a wrestling-based show and really helped promote Three Legacies Wrestling. So tell us a little bit about how you started the show and then how you made that tra- uh, transition. Well, uh, here's the thing, you know, I was reading in the news and stuff, you know, how people are going through a lot more depression and having suicidal thoughts going on in their heads and stuff now more than ever. And, you know, I felt like, you know, we need something more entertaining, more positive and more uplifting. So basically, that's why I wanted to do Michael Way Live, you know, get people to be a little more uplifted. But then, you know, I came around to uh, where I was doing a few wrestling-themed shows. I did, like, a Scott Hall tribute show when Scott Hall passed. Uh, A very rough time for wrestling fans. Yes. I did, uh, I believe it was WrestleMania 38, I did a prediction show for that. And I wound up being 10 and 6 on those predictions which night two was actually my big downfall on the record base because I think I only missed one match, got one match wrong with night one, and I was four and four in night two of that one. And then WrestleMania 39, I didn't do a prediction show. (laughs) You didn't predict that Cody wouldn't finish the story? Well, there was some uncertainties about other matches, too. 
So once you started attending Three Legacies wrestling shows, you kind of just started using your format to help promote the 3LW upcoming cards, and you've actually had quite a few people on the show, as a matter of fact, such as yes. Party Boy Mikey and Austin. Now I got to talk about the Three Legacies, you know. Let's go back to the main show when uh, we were talking about Shane Douglas. And, you know, he heard me talking to uh, Ricardo about, man, I'm going to definitely be talking about Three Legacies on my show that I have on Facebook Live called Michael Way Live. And Shane uh, was saying, Michael, the best thing you can do is help get these guys over. And to me, I feel like I've gotten everybody over as much as I can, especially with uh, one act that everybody's been into with their vignettes, talking about uh, the Diamond Ring Circus. The Diamond Ring Circus. Diamond Dickie James, Byron Simmons, Leo Fury. Yes. And, of course, I kind of started... uh, little bit of a feud with them because on one of their vignettes, they attacked a uh, party boy outside of Aruga's. Well, how dare they? That's, yes, that's our, this was actually that's our night. home. Yes, it was uh, outside of Aruga's the night of uh, Red Rose Rumble, you know, when they were trying to steal Bro Keller's 3LW championship. Well, it just so happened party boy was outside of Aruga's with a uh, replica big gold belt and they attacked him instead so i've actually had party boy as uh i guess on the show and we were talking about the attack that diamond ring circus put on him then all of a sudden the diamond ring circus actually attacked him on my show yes they actually attacked him while he was on my show me and dickie actually had words for because i was at my home he was over outside of where Party Boy was. All of a sudden, the uh, chance of Diamond Dork started beginning because I called Diamond Dickie James Diamond Dork. Sounds like he didn't appreciate that too much. Well, he didn't appreciate it when I brought it back at uh, at Ring the Bells uh, between uh, me and uh, Party Boy was trying to fend off Dickie James and Leo Fury. Byron was not there that night because of... Uh, his family was not feeling well at the time, but. So who is the three legacies wrestler to watch? Who's the big upcoming star? Who are we watching? Definitely got to watch Zoe because uh, look how well she's been doing. Oh, no, she's been on quite the road lately, especially after the summer. Uh, and she won that uh, intergender match uh, back at uh, what was that? Uh, summer Night Lights, I believe. Her and Al Snook beat uh, Judy Underwood and uh, Journey Burke, making Journey Burke tap. And I was hoping she would make Journey Burke tap again at Icebreaker, but unfortunately Journey uh, went after that injured shoulder again that she injured at Ring the Bells. And of course, I wanted to see uh, Zoe get her revenge, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. So maybe at Love Hurts, we'll see Zoe and against uh, Journey at uh, Love Hurts. With uh, Love Doug as Zoe's uh, tag team partner. If you didn't see the one vignette, Love Doug agreed to be Zoe's partner at and, uh, at Love Hurts. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing Love Doug for the first time because I I haven't caught Major League Wrestling in a while. I only catch it here and there. Will you be attending but, Downtown Showdown on March 30th? That's going to be a wait and see because I do have a full-time job working weekends 
at the Susquehanna Health and Wellness. And some of them cards this year actually fell on a work weekend. I know Icebreaker, I showed up half, like right before uh, intermission because of our, I had to work that night. So we'll have to see about downtown showdown. All right. We're talking to Michael Wade live here on the Not So Humble broadcast. When we come back, we're going to answer your questions and then tell you guys how you can check out Michael Wade live each and every week. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on? This is Anthony from the ABJ Podcast. I'm a weekly podcast that airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. exclusively on YouTube. Or you can find me on all major podcast platforms from Spotify to Apple Music to Google to, you know, pretty much everywhere. But I talk to anyone with a story. You're chasing a dream? You have a story to tell? I mean, I want to hear it. I've uh, talked to anyone from the, the, from the art of professional wrestling to film to acting, to content creating, music, and much more. If you have a passion and you have a dream, I want people to hear about your story. So come on and join the ABJ podcast. Send me a message and we'll, we'll get an episode started right away. And I hope to see you in our chat over there on the YouTube side. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Hey everybody, this is Dan Peck, letting you know that you can join myself, Chris, and other members of the CKCC community on Twitch each and every week. From video game playthroughs, interactive quizzes and trivia, or just hanging out, there's always something happening on Twitch. So go to twitch.tv slash ckccconline to join the fun, and make sure you subscribe so you never miss out. What is going on everybody? My name is Emerson A. Cotton, but my friends call me Adrian. You know what? You can call me Adrian. I'm the host of the Motivational Moves Podcast, and I'm also the owner of Motivational Vacation. Right now, Motivational Vacations is going through a, let's just call it a rebranding period right now. But we still need your support. So this is what I want you to do. Swing by emersoncotton.intelletravel.com, sign up and register, and book all your trips through that website. Don't go to Expedia. Don't go to Travelocity. Don't go to those other guys. You don't know them but you do know me. So please, swing by emersoncotton.intelletravel.com and book your next stay on there. And be on the lookout for news from Motivational Vacations. We're not going anywhere, we're just changing things. That's Motivational vacation because sometimes you have to get lost to find yourself. Let's go, baby! Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Not So Humble broadcast. Remember, you can catch this show on the CKCC radio channel, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We are on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. Like us on Facebook, the Not So Humble broadcast, and you can check out all the episodes right from there. We're chatting with my friend and loyal 3LW fan, Michael Wade. Michael, I got a couple of questions here from the listeners. Would you like to answer a few of them? Let's do it. All right. Our first question comes from Jomi G from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. What wrestler, living or dead, would you love to have or had appear on a 3LW show? Oh, uh, Steamboat. Ricky, Ricky Steamboat. the Dragon Steamboat. Okay. Uh, kind of a follow-up question here from Jeff T. Let's say you could bring someone from WWE or AEW in to have a match. With anyone from 3LW, who would it be? So, if you're bringing in Ricky Steamboat, who's Ricky Steamboat going up against? Uh, let's see. Well, if 
we'd have to bring in like a prime Ricky Steamboat against the Tarzanian Devil right there. That would be one hell of a match right there. Oh man, Ricky Steamboat versus Tarzan Duran. Yeah, I would like to see that too. Tarzan, I mean, if you're, uh, if super you're crazy against Tarzan Duran, was actually a good one. Tarzan, if you're listening to this, what do you think? Could you take Ricky Steamboat? <laughs> I'm I'd, pretty sure he could. <laughs> I'd love to hear his answer to that. Uh, this is from Emerson A. Cotton, author of the AWO books, which you can get on Amazon.com, by the way. There's his cheap little plug for you right there. What was it about 3LW that hooked you? The fact that it's not just, to me, it's not just a wrestling promotion. It's like extended family time to me. It's become like, everybody's become like my family there. You know, the wrestlers, the fellow fans, you know, they become like my extended family there. I agree with that. And I'll say this on the record. This is the friendliest and most professional locker room I've ever worked in in 19 years of professional wrestling. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And that's not to say that any other locker rooms I've been in haven't been good as well. This is just the most professional, the friendliest. Everybody works together. Everybody gets along. Everybody wants to put on the best show. No one's stepping on anyone's toes. No one's burying anybody. I appreciate that. And you can tell the wrestlers love and appreciate the fans. You can feel that, right? Oh, yes. Especially even the the heels love the fans in real life, you know? <laughs> when they're out of character, you can tell that even, uh, you know, Tarzan and Hawthorne, they appreciate when fans come up to them. South Philly's finest. A lot of love for the fans. Oh, yes. And then uh, Adrian Cotton asks one more question here. In the 80s, were you more of a WWF or NWA guy? I think you already kind of answered that, but now that you've seen some NWA in the past, are you still team WWF, or did the NWA kind of win your heart a little bit? Well, NWA did win me more because of more relatable guys like Dusty Rhodes, the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. You know, they had the Russians there, Ivan, Nikita Koloff, Crusher Khrushchev. The Road Warriors, Midnight Express. So basically, yeah, NWA, but I still had love for WWF. So basically, you know, it's one of those things where one product has something that the other product don't have. So I'm basically, you know, just saying I'm glad that they're even now with, with this comeback of that there's the all wrestling alternatives again instead of just WWE, you know. For a while there, WWE and was the standalone until TNA came along. And then Ring of Honor came up. And then all of a sudden, say 2019 is when things really took off with AEW. Indie promotions that are on YouTube or wherever else you can watch them. Yeah, we're like, a- uh, Now you can watch Three Legacies on uh, YouTube as well. We're in a really interesting boom period for wrestling right now, and it's only going to get better. So yes. how can people find you on social media, and how can they check out Michael Wade Live? I'm usually on uh, Facebook uh, every Wednesday night, 8.30 on my Facebook page, Michael Wade. It'll say underneath the host of Michael Wade Live if you want to find which Michael Wade you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> So make sure you're on the right Michael Wade. If you're on a different one like W-A-D-E, he's not hosting anything on Wednesday nights. 
Well, maybe he is, but nothing as good as me. <laughs> ah, there you go. That's what I like to hear. Well, Michael, it was a pleasure having you on the Not So Humble broadcast. I can't wait to see you at the next 3LW show and all the ones after that. Definitely re- looking forward to seeing you again, Chris. <laughs> of it was course. my pleasure being on here. Absolutely. And remember, guys, check out Michael Wade Live each and every Wednesday night on Facebook, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for all of you folks out there in the other time zones. Remember, we run on Eastern Time here. And like we mentioned before, Three Legacies Wrestling on all the social medias as well. And if you come out to a show, come see Michael Wade. He'll be holding the Michael Wade Live sign. Well, actually, somebody else uh, actually made that sign for me at Ring the Bells and gives that to me right after the show. So (laughs) that was actually somebody else holding that sign. Okay. Well, then look for the guy holding the Michael Wade sign. Michael Wade shouldn't be too far away from him. Right. (laughs) All right, sir. Pleasure having you here. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody, for the wonderful feedback on the Not So Humble broadcast. Another guest coming your way next week. Keep it tuned here, and we'll see you guys next time. Everybody, be good to one another. Much love and blessings, people.